1: Well, what is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Sports Podcast, brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I'm your host, the voice of the Overreaction Sports Podcast. My name is Joe Miller. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And I am just tickled, tickled that you guys are here. We've got a great show for you. I'm excited. I hope you are excited. If you are a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I'm just overjoyed that you have joined us, or I should say join me and my guest who's going to be here in a moment. Uh, I'm excited that you're listening. As always, always just privileged, just privileged to know that there's people out there that are interested in what it is that I have to say. Uh, As pontificating goes, as monologuing goes, I can do it. (laughs) The fact that there's people out there, That want to spend some time listening to me pontificate on things. It's a privilege. I'm not going to lie. It's literally a privilege. And as always, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee on the drive to work at the gym with your AirPods in or watching me live on YouTube right now. That's right. Live. This show comes to you live. There is no stopping. There are no edits. What you hear is what you get. Let me just say one more time. As always, welcome. I got a big show for you, but before I talk about the show uh, and I've got a guest, Reed Ferguson is going to be joining us, long snapper for the Buffalo Bills in about, I don't know, six minutes, six minutes or so, uh, but I got a big show. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I'm really excited about my guest, uh, but you know, my wife and I real quick, we're thinking about every, every time spring rolls around, my wife and I, I grew up on Lime Lake in the Southern tier in Cataraugas County and every single time, I'm not kidding you, every time Spring rolls around. My wife and I get into the conversation of, should we buy a cottage? (laughs) Regardless of whether or not we have the ability. So my whole family pretty much grew up on Lime Lake. My dad has like his, he just built his retirement home. My aunt lives in my grandparents house that I grew up in. And it's just funny because we have this conversation and there's so many things that have to do with like buying and selling houses, especially a second home that it just like, it throws you. And if you don't know these things, you got to figure out some way to figure this stuff out. Well, I just told you and I tell you guys every single week that this show is brought to you by the Market Dominator. And who is the Market Dominator? The Market Dominator is John Spazchek. John is my friend. He's a real estate broker with Keller Williams. Keller Williams is the largest real estate brokerage in the world. And John is one of the top probably two or three brokers in Western New York. John is great. Anytime I have a question, even if it's a simple, stupid, kind of crazy question that a man my age with a college degree should know, which is like, hey, John, Talk to me about home equity lines of credit because I got a lot of there's a housing bubble and I've got like a lot of home like equity in my house. How do I borrow against it to put like another payment down or a down payment on a cottage? So I spent about uh, 30 minutes on the phone with John yesterday talking about that stuff and all that to say this. You need a guy. So if you're looking to buy a home, if you're looking to sell a home, you need a guy and you need a guy that's going to take your call on his personal cell phone on a Sunday right to answer questions that you probably should know the answers to. John's team is great. John is great and you can reach John at uh, on his cell phone his personal cell phone 716-570-3298 that number again 716-570-3298. Please tell him when you call him that you uh you heard him on the overreaction sports podcast. You can also reach him via email, your elite broker at gmail.com. Uh he is also Bills Mafia. And you can tweet at him. His handle is at your elite broker. But it is so good to have you guys with me. Like I said, five less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. Reed Ferguson is going to be joining us. Long snapper for the Buffalo Bills. Got a lot of cool stuff to talk. I'm, I'm excited to talk to him about the football stuff. And then something else that's kind of going on with him and his brother, Blake. Uh, sit tight. Don't go anywhere. If we have time. I've got a little, little bit of a time crunch tonight. But if we have time, we're going to open it up to some questions to the mafia. Uh, but we're going to talk about some football-related things, uh, w- which, th- to be honest with you, the thing that triggered me to reach out to to, to, to read uh, was this podcast that he's starting with his brother Blake, which I mentioned a second ago. I love, personally, I love to hear the players speak candidly about their NFL experience. I'm a huge fan and was a huge fan of the original Barbershop Talk Show with Tiki and Rondé. I don't know how many of you... Had serious NFL radio probably six years ago, seven years ago when Tiki and Ronde were on. I loved that show. Just to hear those guys come on in the evening and talk about like, you know, games or plays or what like what they saw in other players and things like that. It was just for me, it was an experience. Uh, But uh, again, he'll be coming up in a couple quick minutes. I'm excited to talk about that. Some other things as well. And he's a new dad. He's a girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. Girl dad is the best dad. I know because I have two little girls. Uh, so that's exciting for him too. Uh, mean in the meantime, the draft week, or this is the NFL draft week draft week is finally upon us, finally upon us. And uh, Buffalo rumblings has some amazing content lined up this week. Uh, the code of conduct uh, tomorrow will, will be recorded live on YouTube tomorrow with Jay Spence, the king tomorrow uh, being Monday for some of you listening to this in a podcast form on Monday morning. Uh, that will be today. He has what he is calling the colossal pod. Uh, he has uh, former Bills player, uh, VP of player personnel, Jim Monosan, and he is going to be, Jay Spence has allowed myself, Greg Thompson from Cover One, uh, Bruce Nolan from Rumblings, as well as Dave Tilton from Fanatics to come on with him and ask questions to Jim, which is going to be incredible because just like asking players questions, getting to talk with players and, and you get answers that you normally don't know or or don't get otherwise. Jim is another one of those interviews. Like he has been in the thick of it. He understands what's going on in the NFL. And I'm super excited. Uh, Bruce, Greg, Tilt, myself, all asking questions with Jay Spence in the code pod. Don't miss it. Uh, The Humpty Hotline obviously will be on Wednesday. And then Bruce Nolan is actually going to be doing a special show with Jay Spence on uh, night one of the NFL draft right here on the Rumblings Vidcast Network. And then last but not least, Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday is the return of the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Uh, John and I are going to be getting together on Friday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, right here on YouTube. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the Bills' first three picks. You do not want to miss it. Uh, but with that, I'm ex- elated, I think is the word, excited to bring to you uh, undrafted free agent in 2016, 2016. Reed, you were later released and re-signed to a futures contract. You got the starting job in 2017. You never looked back. Number 69 in the field, number one in your heart. Reed, how you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. That's uh, that's the best tagline money can buy right there. <laughs> I do what
1: I can. I do what I can for my guests, man. It's just great to have you. Um, it's it, Like I said, for me as, as an interviewer, for me as a podcaster, as a content creator, as a hobbyist, There's just something about being able to talk to players and like get an inside perspective because there's so much that we don't know what's like when we're on the couch. You grew up, you play football, you grew up a football fan, and there's so much when you're on the couch. And if you don't play that, you're you're just you're not privy to what's happening, whether it's assignments or what the game plan is or what's being like. So when you get to talk to a player you get insight that you normally don't get and sometimes it calms you down and sometimes it doesn't but it's great to have you anyways but uh how Appreciate are things it. how are things going in the ferguson household
2: things are going great um today is uh today's two weeks uh since uh, baby blakely was born awesome. it's going going well so far uh no complaints she's uh eating sleeping and pooping so <laughs> every every things. uh every dad knows probably knows exactly <laughs> what i'm talking about but um, I can definitely see, and I was, I was talking to uh, my wife a couple days ago about this, but, um, I can definitely see, cause I've had, I've had friends and, and family members tell me kind of, as we were going through, I say we, as my wife was going through the pregnancy process, um, enjoy, you know, when, when the baby finally comes and gets here, enjoy the newborn phase because that's when they're easiest to control,
1: mm. Right. But Mm
2: -hmm. then you, so you, you kind of hear both sides of it where it's like, oh, oh my gosh, your life's about to change so much. You know, (laughs) you're going to have to, you're not going to sleep. You're, you're changing diapers all the time. You're changing outfits all the time, you know, feeding and whatever, whatever. But then on the other side, you're like, okay, well it makes, I got to make sure that I remind myself to enjoy spending time while she, even if it's just while she's sleeping, you know, I'm holding her whatever it is. Enjoy it because in uh, nine months, ten months. When she's crawling and learning to walk, she's gonna take up a lot more time than she mm. probably is right now. So, mm. um, yeah, we're 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 doing well. We're like I said, we're enjoying it. Um, it's been great, but very eye opening, and it's it's a great learning learning experience for sure.
1: Don't you make me cry? <laughs> <laughs> the only, just about the only thing in this world that brings me to tears and can in a moment if I if I begin to think about it are my girls, and mine are now fourteen and eleven. Um. And I remember, you know, what you said is so on point. and And there's something that I tell dads all the time. First thing I tell dads, especially dads of girls, is that girl Dad is the best dad. Girl Dad is the best dad period. Don't I mean, nothing will turn you into a princess faster than a two-and-a-half-year, three-year-old little girl that's wanting to play tea time. So I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like yeah. Eric Wood. Eric, There's been pictures of Eric Wood that he's put on like of, of himself dressed up or doing tea time with his daughter. But there's just something about And I try to tell – I try to encourage dads all the time. And what I tell them is you can't DVR your kids. Like once that phase is gone, it's gone. And you need to lean into it and press into it and cherish every moment because, bro, you blink, and they're 14 and 11. And my 14-year-old's yep. talking about driving. And I'm like, shut up. Like stop talking
2: about driving. <laughs> like, I hear you.
1: Yeah, it's it's uh it's crazy, but congratulations! That's really Appreciate awesome. It. Appreciate yeah, it. I think when when my when my first daughter McKenna came out, um, a lot of dads cry. I was counting fingers and toes. To your point about the eating, pooping, and sleeping. Like I was like one two three.
2: You got it. Again, that was exactly boring. right so but uh that's check awesome. that after we get off here <laughs> you haven't counted yet? <laughs> i haven't counted yet but I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm
1: sure your wife would have clued you and have you looked Jeez, at her feet <laughs> yeah that's, exactly that's awesome right. so obviously you've got a new baby in the house um and it's the off season um and i want to get into the, just some football conversation real quick sure uh what is your off your off season routine generally look like for you uh just as a player in the nfl
2: yeah. So, um, you know, this, this year, uh, as, as everybody knows, this is the, you know, the furthest, uh, I've made it obviously since I've been up here, um, with the team, but, uh, you know, this is the latest kind of that we've started our off season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, you know, it was two weeks too early, but, um, you know, usually after the season ends, I'll take a couple weeks off just cause, um, you know, even as, you know, take it with a grain of salt, even as a snapper, my body isn't taking the beating that the other 50 some odd guys are for 20 weeks of the season. Um, but I mean, it gets, it it gets tiring just, uh, you know, the daily grind throughout this, you know, for five and a half, six months of, Mm -hmm. uh, from training camp to, to whenever you, whenever your last game is. But, um, I usually just like to take a couple weeks off, decompress, um, just kind of check out, of football as much as I can. Obviously, yeah. I, you know I like to watch the Super Bowl and stuff. But oh, yeah. um, you know, f- as far as personal football thoughts go, I try to remove myself as much as I can, just to just to get away from it. Because um, if you don't, after after my first one or two years in the off season, I'd constantly be thinking. You know, I, I wouldn't let myself. I wouldn't let myself remove my brain, my men- the mental side of it from. Football and it would, and it kind of just got exhausting. Like mm. once the summer came, I was like, man, I'm about to report to training camp. Like I feel like I, I feel like I didn't really have an off season mm. Um, so I think that's an, an important part for a lot of guys is just to be able to just take a step back, um, just for, you know, two weeks or something, you know, maybe s- stop working out or whatever it is and just, and just chill out. You know, it's a lot of guys go on vacation or whatever it yeah. is, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, you know, in terms of like right after the season, that's kind of what I like to do. Take it, take kind of a two, two, two or three week hiatus um, yeah. away from football. But uh, after that, I'll kind of start working out again. Um, usually late mid to late February, um, and then start snapping in March, uh, maybe once or twice a week until OTAs and, and stuff throughout the summer. But uh, yeah, I mean it, it's it's uh, it you know it's not too. Um, Thrilling, I guess from, you know, it's, it's, it's just, you know, this, this off season, was a, this, this offseason was a little unique just because, um, of the baby, you know, we were prepping uh, for the baby to come and stuff like that. But, but, uh, normally we're back in Atlanta or, um, or, or my wife's family lives in Houston. So we kind of bounce back and forth. We, mm-hmm. we like to road trip and travel around. So, uh, we're usually bouncing around a little bit, but I mean, it, it, the off season is for me is a lot of working out, um, grilling, and uh, maybe enjoying a, enjoying a beer or two, but, uh, nice, nice. and then trying to spend some time with family. Cause during the season, you really only get to, you know, in a, in a normal year, you only get to see them on, on the weekends when they come yeah. uh, for the games and stuff. So, um, yes, yeah, you know, I, I, I enjoy grilling. I enjoy a little bit of drinking and spending time with, with family. That's, that's kind of, that's kind of the main points for me uh, throughout the off season.
1: Every man's man right there. No, it's funny yeah. because, uh, reading books is something that you do when you get old and i'm old uh, and uh, the, the, i think what you're the, the phrase you can do it when you're young
2: <laughs> i did not ever I, like, I, oh okay <laughs> that's that's a hobby of mine
1: is it that, that yep. that's impressive it just i don't even when i was in college i didn't read a whole lot of books until my senior year but uh, the phrase that you're that you're that you're looking for is giving yourself permission to rest and that's huge and that's not just for you that's for everybody every listener yep. that's listening to this i mean there's going to be thousands of people that listen to this in podcast form the, the, the first step to true rest is giving yourself permission to rest, which is exactly what you're talking about. I need to detach, disconnect, and allow myself to not think about football, my agent, anything else but focus on my family and do those things. And it's, uh, it's important. And what's funny, too, is that uh, you said you like to travel. Uh, you thought traveling with football gear was tough. Now that you've got a kid… <laughs>
2: oh yeah oh, i'm fully prepped i got yeah yeah I, I got a i got i bought a roof rack last year i'm buying a trailer rack this year we're we're road tripping to texas this summer so i'm, I'm going to be fully uh, fully stocked up for sure and and but i'll have both the dogs with me so oh uh, my gosh, yeah we're making it we're making it a trip you might as well just go
1: all in and buy yourself a motorhome because then everybody well i'm close
2: I'm close. <laughs>
1: just make it happen, dude. You could probably get a sponsor here can, in Buffalo.
2: <laughs> when I can tailgate at LSU games, uh when I'm done playing, that's when I'll get a RV. There you go. There you go. So clearly last off-season
1: was an anomaly, the 2020 season. We weren't even sure that we were going to have a season. I remember just as a podcaster uh, the amount of conversation that that we were having kind of just inside the podcasting groups of like, what are you going to do if there's no season? And I was like, well, if there's no season, I'm not podcasting. Like I can't go an entire like the off season. the grind of the offseason for a podcaster is hard. I couldn't imagine doing it like for a year and a half if we missed a season. But this offseason hasn't been exactly back to normal either. With that, you've got to be excited just to get back to football thing. I know the baby's in there, but it, the, yeah, it's got to get it's building right
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, um, you know, we started our virtual meetings and stuff this past week. Uh, we're, you know, we go uh, Monday through Thursday right now. So, um, you know, we're, we're at least back meeting and, and seeing teammates, uh, you know, on zoom calls and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's, it's kind of good to, um, see some familiar faces, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll be, it'll be good whenever, you know, we start getting back in the building and and working out in the facility and, and, um, Mm -hmm. And kind of that that's kind of when it turns real a little bit. You know, you get you get uh, like I said, you get these couple months in the offseason to kind of chillax and do your yeah. own thing and work out and, and kind of build your personal self up. But then once you get back in the building, that's kind of when you start to feel the aura of being something that's bigger than yourself. Yeah, that's, that's when really it kind cool. of kicks in a
1: little bit. Yeah, you said that uh, you're starting to see familiar faces again, and you know, understanding that football is a business, right? It's a business first, and the hardest part of that business has got to be lost relationships and player movement because you guys become a family, like a microcosm of a family, like definitely. And, and it, it, college is probably even different, more different than than the at the NFL level. But what is the typical process, if you will, when a new player, like a punter, because you guys got a new punter this year, or we? yeah Bills mafia too you can Uh, say we (laughs) exactly is added to the team uh do you get a message is it like radio silence until otas happen do you take it upon yourself to reach out and say hey bro what's up you know i'm reed it's so exciting to have you like what do you guys do
2: yeah so um you know it's it's uh like you said it's it's uh when you get into doing this job um you know i i don't like to call it a job in the first place cuz i'm ha- you know you have you're having fun doing it in the game. but um <laughs> you know when you when you step in and and take part in into this this world of being a player in the in the NFL you have to understand um, and i tell the guy i tell guys this all the time old young rookies whatever mm-hmm. i told my brother this last year i said when you get when you're when you're taking the next step into this level you have to understand that it is a business Mm. and you have to understand that, uh, not everything is going to go as you had planned or as you may think it's going to go, uh, because things can change on a whim. Things can Mm. change in a day, in an hour, in, in five minutes. Um, and you know, that, that's the fortunate part of things sometimes. And sometimes it's the unfortunate part of things. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you, you have to understand, you know, what, what you're getting yourself into and that sometimes, um, you know, sometimes things switch up and it doesn't always work out for the best. But, um, you know, it's, you know, one, one thing I was telling my brother last year when he was going through the draft process was, um, you know, there's there's and, and my dad and I kind of figured out when, when I was going through it, uh, you know, five, five and a half, five years ago, or whatever. Um, you know, there's 32 different ways of thinking about any given situation. Because not because no no GM thinks the same whether it's cap space trades free agents you know position players practice you know who they want to have on the practice squad you know whatever that is there's thirty two different uh, different ways to, to figure out each situation and it's it's pointless to try and mm. from a player perspective <laughs> yeah. um, to try and to try and figure out on your own. Yeah. Um, you know, you can negotiate and whatever through your agent and stuff. But um, I mean, I, you know, I, for example, I got when I was going through the draft process, I made a I basically ranked one through 32 based on, OK, if I don't get drafted and I have this team, this team, this team and this team call and say, hey, we want to sign you to undraft a free agent. Uh, how am I going to know which one to choose? So I ranked one to 32 based on. Uh, who had contacted me the most, who I felt most comfortable, you know, uh, building built that we built a relationship with mm. the contract of the snapper, how long that snapper has been there uh, performance, how I thought he performed, you know, based on the film that I had watched all that kind of st- all these different factors, five or six factors that went into yeah. it. And, you know, the team, obviously the teams that i had heard from the most, I think it was Denver um, Detroit and like Philly, maybe were the top three that I had heard from the most. And, I got a call after the draft, you know, obviously wasn't drafted, but I got a call after the draft from Buffalo and Washington. (laughs) And I think Washington was maybe like 25 and Buffalo was like 21. Didn't hear from Buffalo at all. Pre-draft heard a little bit from Washington, but they, their snapper at the time, he's not, he, they didn't resign him this year, but their snapper, he had been there for 11 years. Wow. Uh, was the only other snapper that my agent represented. So I was like, I'm not, that's like, I was like, I'm not, I don't really want to go there you know, just don't want to cause conflict of interest on sure, the, sure. Asian side. But um, so, yeah, I mean, it, but that goes to show like uh, just because you hear from these teams all throughout the draft process, doesn't mean, doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean they're going to be the ones calling on draft day. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Buffalo is like number 21 or 22 on my list. I've never heard from them. Didn't even, didn't crazy. expect them to call at all. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Pretty crazy. But um That getting back to my point, there's there's 32 ways of of thinking about uh, get any given situation, but um, but yeah, I mean you know we're super excited to have Matt. You know, uh, he I've met him a couple times. Uh, We were out on the field last week when he was up here visiting. He's a great dude uh had some really great conversations with him so far my I mean obviously he was with my brother down in Miami yep. last yep. year um and my brother was raving about him, so right good. off the bat, I knew that was a good sign but uh, good. you know he's you know we're we're all pumped um in the special team's room to have him up here, and I think he's gonna be uh he's gonna be super beneficial for us
1: that's cool yeah it's that the take that you just gave us as far as that there's thirty two different ways to think about it. Uh, Because there's 32 general managers. It's as long as I've been doing this and I haven't been doing it forever, but like that was a little bit of a bomb for me. It was like, Oh, Like, cause you get in this mindset that like all these guys are part of different trees and they all, like, there's a little bit of like, you know, like they're all kind of connected, but at the end of the day, they all kind of do their own thing. And like you said, they all think differently and there's different priorities you know, they're all getting different orders from presidents and, and, and from owners. And then obviously there's, you know, different requirements from a head coach in most cases when obviously the GM and the head coach have a good relationship. Uh, But something you, you talked about, you said that uh, it can happen fast, sometimes for the good and sometimes for the worst and you've lived it. You lived it here in Buffalo. I remember uh, it was it was the beginning of the the 2019 season, like literally last preseason game, and uh, Colton Schmidt gone, like Schmidt kicker gone, like yep. dude, like dude is like in the parking lot tailgating with Bills Mafia week one, and it, and for us it's like I remember
2: I was still living with him. <laughs>
1: For us, it's like, that's that's the guy we want on our football team, that guy. like, yeah. and, and all of a sudden, and then in comes Corey Bajorquez, and nobody even knew who he was other than, like, he was maybe a little bit injured, hadn't punted a single ball at all. So it's, yeah, hot, heavy, fast. And then, obviously, there's been somewhat of a carousel. And to that point, like, Corey began to find himself. Like, I ended up, so, obviously, there's things that we have to do as content creators to, like, keep people kind of engaged and involved. And and Jay Spence is, is, is one of my best friends. And at the beginning of the 2020 season, he felt that Corey was going to like really find his leg and find his form. And he had done some studying on Corey and was really excited for Corey in 2020. And I was just like, man, I ain't seen like, I haven't seen it yet. So we made a bet that if Corey ended ended the season 2020, uh, in, uh, like as one of the top punters in the league that I had ended up buying a Corey Bohorquez jersey. Well, it was about week six and I was like, oh, this isn't going to end well for me. So I bought one. And like, I just was like, I'm in. And I bought a Corey Bohorquez jersey. I love it. Yeah. And like, literally it got to me. I don't even know week nine or 10 or something like that. And you guys were ripping. Like you guys, obviously the 2020 season for Bill's mafia, I mean, 13 wins, 15 for the whole season. And that's where hashtag Boho Mojo began because dude, I was seven and O or six and zero in the, in the Borges jersey. I wore it every like a war the first week and win, 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 win all the way to the Chiefs game. Like it was just awesome. But all that to say this and ask this question, um clearly he had he was really he was playing well. He was I mean he had found his stride and found his foot. In your mind, if I mean it, What was the reason? If you can give us kind of some insight that the what was that? What was behind the team decision as far as to move on from Corey? Was it a mutual thing? Was it just a money thing? Because obviously the salary cap is an issue. Like what what was the team's reasoning for that?
2: Yeah, I think, well, as far as I'm concerned, and I I honestly don't know the full story, but as far as I'm as far as I know, I think it probably had something to do with the cap. Mm -hmm. Um, just because uh, I think he was a restricted free agent. Um, so he had to go, you know, go through the whole tender process and stuff. But, um, you know, he, he, uh, I think he felt like, uh, he probably wanted an extension. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I wish I could speak more on it, but I don't, gotcha. I don't know a ton. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a terrible answer, but uh, I mean, I, he, he, I had talked to him a little bit through the process and he was, he was keeping me um updated just a little bit on yeah. negotiations like back and forth but um he i, I don't know yeah. the uh the full reason reasoning and i'm i'm sure that's that's probably you know it, from the player side you normally don't get don't get the full reasoning sometimes gotcha. but yeah um, for sure but yeah, yeah. i mean it, you know that going back to the you know what we had talked about earlier that's you know it's it's the business part of it and um that's that's like i said it's just you got to know what you're getting yourself into and sometimes it doesn't work out but, um, we're, you know, we're, we're super excited to have Matt in the building yeah, now. Super. Uh, you know, in the, in the special teams room. So, um, I'm going to yeah, have, I'm going to have to, uh, I have,
1: I own a Bajorquez jersey and I'm not going to lie when I, I'm going to have to start out the season, <laughs> I'm going to
2: put it on. That's fine. Gonna, hey, if we're, <laughs> if you're winning in it, why not? If I'm going to ride the boho
1: mojo until I have to make a he, change. So he
2: almost, you know I mean? He almost didn't, I don't know what the parameters were around the bet. I mean, obviously you bought the Jersey early, but yes. he, he was borderline not, um, he, 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 he borderline almost didn't qualify for like lead leading stats because we didn't punt enough.
1: Right. Right. But he was,
2: I mean, you had to punt. You have to have like, I think it's two and a half uh punts per game, yeah. So, you know, 16. I am not gonna sit here and do the math. Was it <laughs> got it's got to be 44 punts? I think we had like 45 or 46, maybe, right? Right? Um, you know, that's you know, he was close, so yeah. uh, I think you know, that last game we sn- snuck out a couple, even though we scored a bunch on Miami, but no it was more uh, about
1: passing the eye yeah. test it was more yeah, about like definitely. oh he's crushing the football and i just was yeah. like it i just resigned myself to the fact that like this just wasn't gonna end well for me
2: yeah it, it, he's, he's gonna crush it out in out in la oh yeah you I know mean, great weather out there so oh yeah. um, you know I, I always tell guys i'm like if you as a specialist if you can come to buffalo and prove you can kick snap or or punt you can do it anywhere yep an and the fans yep.
1: will love you for you look for exactly it like right. it's, it's incredible but uh ladies and gentlemen you are listening to the overreaction sports podcast on the Buffalo Rumble League's podcast network, it's so good uh, to have you guys. I'm here with my my guest, uh, Reed Ferguson, long snapper for the Buffalo Bills, and we're talking football. We're about to transition here in a second. I've, I think one more football question for you. And you've got a little bit of insight just because, Blake, your brother, as you said, uh, is the long snapper in Miami. Uh, but how long does it take for you typically the, as the long snapper to develop a chemistry both on punts and maybe field goal snaps with the new punters? Is something that happens fast because it's routine, or does it? Is there, like, conversations, right?
2: Yeah. Um, it's, uh, Blake gave me a little insight just to kind of how, ha- you know, I've, I've watched a bunch of film on him, uh, already, you know, just from watching my brother, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's definitely something that takes a little bit of time. And, and, uh, with me being up here in Buffalo, we're all, you know, we're, uh, and, you know, we'll have, we'll have practices coming up here in a little bit, but, uh, that's something that'll be developed. Um, you know, I feel like we have a pretty good r- rapport already just yeah. from talking a couple of times and, and, uh, when he was up here last week, visiting a little bit and kind of, I think he was kind of looking for somewhere to live. Uh, we were able to get out on the field a little bit and, and catch some snaps too. So, uh, we're, you know, we're, uh, that's, that's your, your, like what your question says. That's, that's big thing for me is getting, uh, especially the short, you know, the punt snaps is one thing, but getting the short snaps down mm. as far as like the location, the laces, all that kind of stuff. Cause Um, that's, that's where, that's, you know, that's where a little more of the operation takes place as far as getting Tyler involved, um, for, for field goals and PATs, you know, you want to make sure that, that on our end we're, you know, spot on for Tyler, but, uh, for the punts, um, you know, for some reason to me, it's just a little easier, uh, to practice those than, than getting the field goal stuff down just cause they're so there's, there's a little more intricacy to um, the field goal operation than there is for the punt.
1: Yeah, that's cool. So your brother is the long snapper for the Miami dolphins uh, and his name is Blake. So did you grow up calling him Bilake? That's the first, I'm like oh.
2: after I saw that video <laughs> for the first time, I definitely did. You can <laughs> bet your bottom dollar. Yeah. So that's funny. And I'm going to jump. Peel, I love Key and Peel. <laughs> love Key and Peel. Listen, an <laughs> yep, my, my exactly yeah. Right.
1: My 14-year-old runs around quoting that, that all the time. Like it's, it's sorry, I just had to throw that one in there. Um, I'm gonna jump ahead a little bit, uh, just with him uh going to the Dolphins. And this was a weird year because like I guess the better question is is did he get to come to any Bills games prior to him coming to the NFL?
2: Yeah, he you know, every um let's see, he uh I left in, in 15 was my last season at LSU. He played um 16, 17, 18, and 19 for four years after he redshirted uh mm-hmm. my senior year. So in 16, I was practice squad, mm-hmm. so he didn't come to any games that year. But for 17, 18, and 19, I believe, uh like every bye week. Um mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we had a home game. Mm-hmm. Uh so that you know, super convenient. Yeah, and, right. Um on all our bye weeks, I think he had a home game. So it's oh, like nice. super uh, you know weird that it worked out that way but yeah he i think he was able to come to uh a handful you know three or four over the over the years that um that that i was up here and that he was still in school down there um but the one he the one that he did he did get to make it to the snow game uh snowpocalypse (laughs) yeah so that was we have the the pictures to prove it so that was pretty nuts. I mean, they had ski goggles in the whole nine yards. They were, you they brought, were all out. You brought it
1: up, and it's so I totally got to go there. I got to chase this rabbit. Like, what is going on when you're, like, digging a hole in a foot and a half of snow? Did, like, try and, and – That it, was nuts. Did it come out afterwards that that was illegal, too, that you're not allowed to yeah. train with
2: snow? Yeah, because Indy was doing it. They had their freaking trainers on the field scratching – uh snow off the ground for the field right. goal spot like you can't do that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I was in Ohio at the time so I was still living in Columbus, Ohio. My wife and I moved to Columbus for 13 years and I remember watching that on TV and just be like, holy cow, like I- I've been yeah. to some snow games in Buffalo. I'm a season ticket holder but that one was like absolutely it was insane.
2: it was nuts.
1: So he uh he has an idea of what the atmosphere in Buffalo was like when he when it when it when it came to fruition that he was going time to, to Miami pretty much our, it's funny because, like, we talk about older fans. The Dolphins are our biggest rival, like Definitely. Mar- Marino Kelly. That's that's yep. the team we hate. However, when you're beat into the turf for 17 years, 20 years by the Patriots, it, it's more of a I hate you. Like, it's different when a team just destroys you every year versus when it's back and forth. We beat you, you beat us, we beat Same you. Same
2: thing with LSU and Alabama.
1: Right, exactly. For a while
2: there, we didn't beat Alabama, so it was you know from the Bama side, they're like, oh, well, it's not really a rivalry, right? But LSU is obviously like we hated Bama. Like I was zero four against them, right? And I hated them more than Florida or Ole Miss, who were our actual rivals, who we would beat <laughs> almost every year. So it's you know, right. it's, I get I get the the same. Um, Analogy there,
1: yeah. So, so did you warn him? If you had conversations, and it was weird because there's no fans in the stands this year, so he yeah. didn't even get a, an effect of the. Well, the Dolphins fans don't show up to football games, but he when he was here, like it's true, T- you know. It's they had true. Tw-
2: they had like twenty percent fans, and I was like, I I literally told my when in our family group text when they were like, yeah, Dolphins fans will have twenty percent fans normal. all you you know twenty percent capacity. I'm like, well, that's about how full it gets on a normal game day anyway, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Prime. Yeah. yeah. Prime time home opener against this uh, against the the Patriots on a Thursday night, and the stadium will be half full. It's like what exactly. is going
2: on in my yeah. right now? There's too so, much. There's too much other other things to do. Nobody. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah. So did you warn him? Have you talked to him? Are you guys? Has the trash talking begun between the two of you?
2: It began right after he got the call last May. <laughs> it's been. It's 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 it's, it's been on. As far yeah. as I'm concerned, and he signed the jersey that's hanging in my basement. Or I <laughs> no, no, no I signed the jersey that he's got. Yeah. Uh, that says one that I'm one and o in the yeah. in the uh, in the, you know from well, I think we played week two. But yeah, uh, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we're we're two and O. That's awesome. And, that's and a- We're and we're one and o in in division titles. So.
1: That's a great segue that of another question. That, and now we're just vibing and talking. So week two, we play the Miami Dolphins. Josh Allen throws for 417 yards after he breaks finally the 300-yard bubble. So you guys are week one playing the Jets. He throws Just a number. Three, just a number. Throws for 300-something 300, <laughs> 300 yards. You're standing on the sidelines in that Miami Dolphins game, and he's just rifling the football. And it's clear. Yes. It's clear. This is not the same Buffalo Bills football team. What are you thinking? Yeah. Like when you're watching well, unfold.
2: The first thing that comes to mind when you say that, when he was, you know, gripping and ripping it, is that one throw to uh, to Steph on the sideline. Uh, I th- I don't know if Josh was like rolling out, maybe or not the touchdown or, pass, right? Not the touchdown. Yeah, because the we one all where he it. fit it literally into the penny hole. Yes, yes. And I was like, this dude's for real. <laughs> talking about both of them, really, <laughs> right? But right. Steph, I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody with the hands that he's got. It's unbelievable. Like, I play, and I played college with Odell and Jarvis. Right. I think Steph, Steph, Steph man, he's got some of the best hands I've ever seen. And mm. it's amazing.
1: Yeah. To see him. But yeah. Go I mean,
2: John, that throw, a couple, I mean, there was a couple of the games. Go ahead. A couple of the throws, and I, I say that a couple of throws in that game are like, oh my gosh, but he did it all season
1: he did it all season yeah he was i love we talk about it all the time just the befuddled look on whether it's uh robert sala's face or vic fangio's face or bill Bel- bill belichick rolled out seven defensive backs against him like 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 seven defensive backs against josh yeah. allen like not against Peyton manning against josh <laughs> allen. like you're not gonna throw on me and he did still but yeah it's you no know, stefan Diggs. there was the one ball in that miami dolphins game that he went up and took the ball away from like he high pointed it took it away from two players like, but the touchdown, his Stephon Diggs touchdown will always go down in folklore with with Bill's Mafia of the touchdown we never saw because like the TVs all went out.
2: Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. Yeah,
1: so it came back. It's like, well, the Bills are up seven nothing. It's like, what? Stephon Diggs got I the touchdown. About like, that. What?
2: I've got the T shirt. They gave out some of those T shirts. Did you see the T shirt? I did not. it's a, the it was like a stick figure drawing. You will have to look it up. But I think I can't I can't remember how it came to be. I think maybe a fan drew it or something. But yeah uh it was it, ha- it was related to the tv uh going out because i think somebody was like yeah this is what happened josh threw it to Stefan and, and they made good. it into a t-shirt and <laughs> handed him out in the locker room so i've got the jersey hang- i mean the t-shirt, t-shirt hanging in my closet but that is yeah, pretty funny
1: it's special and it's it's going to be fun just to see what happens this year i i i coined the phrase uh last year wildest dreams land like everything that we thought or you know not in your wildest dreams is what the media would tell us or, or people around the NFL no Josh Allen not in your wildest dreams or you know the Bills win 13 games not in the wildest dreams and it's just like all this stuff was happening it's like yeah. we're li- we're living in wildest dreams land like it's crazy
2: i'm hoping i mean i, I hate it so much for the fans cuz you nobody was able you know you weren't there to see it
1: that's right it was tough
2: and like you know i i mean since i've been here that was the best season we've had but mm-hmm. i mean you speak you know speak on your behalf uh, I mean, when was the last time that 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 uh, Bills offense performed this well? I don't know. Nineteen ninety-one. Well, there you go. So, like, gosh, I, you know, that's why I'm hoping that we can get every back, everybody back in the stands because, like, these dudes want to play in front of these fans. Yep. Like, that sucked last year. Yeah, <laughs> playing because, like, the low. Well, I mean, when when like the lows weren't as low. But the highs weren't as high, right? Right, because I mean, you celebrate with the guys on the sideline, but it's like, man, it could be so much louder in here. Like, can you imagine? Like the hair on my neck stands up. We had what was it, sixty five hundred people in the stands for the Taron Johnson pick six.
1: Yep, the Ravens game. Yep, yep.
2: Like I, they like and I'll relate it back to LSU. LSU, they they have they have the earthquake game. Mm-hmm. right when they return uh G- um billy cannon returned the punt return for a touchdown shook the stadium yep yep and it re- you know registered on the richter scale on halloween night but like if that stadium was full and it would have been for the for second you know divisional round playoff game i'm i'm not sure i think like i would have busted an eardrum or something
1: oh yeah dude for real the loudest the loudest game i've ever been to was the 2000 it was the 30 31 a nothing game against the against the patriots patriots the lawyer malloy game both when malloy came out of the the ton, the end zone when they announced him because the patriots had cut him Right after the last preseason game, the Bills picked him up, and when they announced his name, like you couldn't hear the announcer, and you know, and it's strong safety, and then the crowd went nuts. But that whole game, like it was just insane, and there were moments this season, to your point, whether it was the you know the Rams game. Uh, I was just know, gonna say the yeah. Rams
2: game, Tyler like, Croft catching yeah. the game winner, like place would have erupted.
1: It would have been nuts, yeah. Like it, and and Buffalo is not beyond storming the field, like it's no, happened in Buffalo. Definitely,
2: <laughs> I know. So like see, like the Seattle game. Yep. you know just i mean i mean cra- you know crazy crazy Patriots, i mean I about to say cam newton's fumble yep zimmer punching out the, the game wall. zimmer <laughs> punching it out like like Dude, that,
1: that rolled around twitter uh, just yesterday and literally somebody put it out there and, and they were just talking they were actually celebrating uh justin zimmer and i was like i'm going to give you my honest opinion i was i was my mindset in that moment was here we go again because I had seen it for seventeen years, especially against the Patriots, where we had a lead late and like every every domino that had to fall for them to like just go right down and win, it was about to happen. Like I, when when that ball came out, I was in disbelief. I sat on my couch, mouth agape, just like that. That just happened. So yeah, it was it was that would have been another one of those moments. So the, the fans would have just lost their minds. Yep, like definitely, it would, have, it would have been absolutely amazing. But. uh I'm excited for you guys for you and Blake um just because it to me it's special uh, I talked about it at the top of the show just about do you do you remember the old TV show the barbershop with Ronde and Tiki did you ever listen to that did you ever I chance? don't think I heard
2: you talking about it but I don't think I'm familiar
1: yeah. So they were on serious NFL radio a long time ago while they were both still playing. And it was just, well, Rondé may have still been playing. Tiki may have been in broadcasting by then, but it was just great to hear them talk. So you guys are about to start a podcast called after the snap and I love it, but give us the concept, how it came about, Like, like, how did we get here? Cause this is great.
2: Sure. Yeah. So uh, a couple years ago, um, uh, my, uh, we, we've got a good buddy. His name is Brett Carlson. He, hmm. um, he, he, photographs for um getty uh and and some other media outlets uh he's been shooting our, our bills games for um i think six or seven years uh, and he he i met him a couple years ago he got a great shot of me at the snow game mm. um kind of running out of the tunnel it's like a whiteout, but mm. um so my we kind of my my mom hit him up and was like hey can we get this on a canvas and he you know we, we kind of went through that that's how we met but um great dude uh travels up here every you know every home game to to shoot our games um and he kind of he he's just kind of become a great friend for Blake and myself mm-hmm. and kind of he he was you know we kind of got to talking maybe a um, year or year and a half ago uh you know why don't more guys you know put themselves well I say put themselves out there but you Make yeah, make available. yourself available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Podcast, YouTube, you know, like you said, you you're a content creator, um, but people like you, you know, you you said earlier, people want to hear, not necessarily our opinions, but our perspectives yes. on stories, people we know, things that have ha- you know things that have happened, what's the day in the life, all that kind yeah. of stuff, and and um, you know what, you know, I don't know how big it's going to be, you know. I know we have, we've gotten a lot of great feedback so far on kind of getting it started. We are doing our first recording tomorrow night. Uh, It's coming out. First episode will be live, uh, I believe this Thursday, the 29th. Um, So uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're super excited, but I think we, we kind of just, we were just like, you know, this is something that, that could be, you know, we could spend one, one day a week, you know, maybe an hour and a half, two hours, uh, one night a week, put some content together chit chat a little bit and, and, and kind of see where it goes. If it, if it, if it takes off and, and the people love it, great. That's, you know, that, that'll, that'll kind of get us kick started. And if, you know, if we do it for so many years and we can, we finish it when we're, you know, and, and we continue it when we're done playing great. Like that's, that's the plan. Mm. Um, but you know, if we, in four months, if, if we, if nobody's listening, then we'll probably stop. But, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we've got a great runway. I think we, we've gotten uh, all the feedback that we've gotten so far. Um, you know, we came up with a lot of topics ourselves, but a lot of, uh, you know, we reached out to, uh, you know, I'll call them the fan base, but, um, yeah. <clears throat> we reached out to, you know, to people on Instagram and Twitter asking for topics that, you know, that people would be interested in hearing. And we got a lot of stuff that we didn't even think of. Right. Um, so, you know, I think we've got a great runway, of content, you know, as far as the next couple months go, uh, I think, you know, was, you know, it'll be once a week, 30, 45 minute podcast, some, somewhat of an easy listen. Uh, but we're going to, you know, like I said, we're going to be going over a lot of stuff, you know, th- this week we're kind of doing draft story stuff. It's cool. Um, Cause uh, you know, we're releasing on first day of the draft. So we're going to give somebody, give, give, give the listeners a little bit of a, of a, of a, of a, not a preview, but just a perspective on the draft process for each of us. Um, we're going to cover, you know, some current, uh, headlines, you know, sports, business, whatever it may be. Uh, and then, um, just a fun thing, like at the end that we're going to do, I think, uh, you know, we, we'd like to do some kind of like beer review. Cause that's something nice. that we're really into just, and there's a ton of local breweries up here yeah. and a ton of local ones in Miami too, where he's at. So, uh, it'll, you know, it'll be fun. We're going to have fun with it. You know, if, if it, like I said, if it grows to be huge, then, then so be it. Um, but yeah, we're, we're super excited. We're thrilled. Uh, and we're, we're, I mean, we're really just grateful for the amount of people that have reached out so far that said they're going to listen to it right off the bat.
1: Well, I, uh, literally about an hour before the show started, I followed your brother on Twitter. So he is the only Miami dolphin I have ever followed. It's all right. <laughs> and it's may a, ever will.
2: <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's actually hilarious. You say that because, uh, my wife and I were talking earlier. He, he keeps telling us like he, I don't have a TikTok. My hmm. wife doesn't either, but Blake, is apparently very popu- very popular on TikTok. He's got like a hundred and fifty some odd thousand followers. Like he this huge following. I don't ever I don't see I only see the TikToks that he sends me. Right, right. Um, but he he is getting recognized in Miami as the guy from TikTok, not the snapper <laughs> for the dolphins. So when you say that he's the only oh. Dolphins player you follow, just would, just tell people that he's a famous TikToker, and f- then you want it to feel bad about it. So I don't, I don't know that, that would be Like bad. the Chick Fil A drive through. Uh, <laughs> like he went to a Marlins game the other night, and so and like that he was telling us this couple, this dude, the the, the guy asked him for a picture, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend was like, "Is that the guy from TikTok?" <laughs> He's like, no, he's the snapper for the Bills, and she's like, no, but he's also famous on TikTok. That's a story I mean, for goes. for the Dolphins, dolphins but yeah. um, but he's almost also famous on TikTok, and so it's just hilarious that like that 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 he's that he's that far into it that he's actually getting recognized not for playing on the team but you know yeah. down there but for actually being a tiktok uh superstar i guess at this point but <laughs> i don't know yeah, that I, would, I just find that hilarious i
1: don't know that, that saying that i'm following a tiktoker would make me feel better <laughs> 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 like just, that's just fair that hey i hear
2: you i hear you <laughs> so who
1: so so podcasting is fun it's very fulfilling um it's a it's it's it, i said it at the top of the show as well and i don't know if you jumped in yet or not just i mean just knowing that people want to hear my opinions and the things i say so sa- same thing that you said but it's also a grind like it is it is a freaking grind so that's that's the next question is like who got strapped with the editing and like the gear figuring out and what like who's loading it up to you know obviously the platform so it goes to spotify and apple like who, who, yeah. who got strapped with the tech
2: sure so um we have i, I don't know if you're familiar with uh do you, are you familiar with the rock report oh yeah Oh yeah. Uh, so Chris and Drew. Chris is a good friend of mine, a yeah. family friend. He lived in Atlanta for a while when I was growing up. So oh, that's awesome. Uh, we kind of go. He he. Long story short, he refed, or he worked for the rec rec center that I played basketball in growing up. Mm. So he scoreboard kept at some games. Recognized cool. my parents because his best friend lived next to my parents when i was a baby so they saw each other like when i was 12 you know whatever so when he when i signed up here he reached out to me uh, and my dad and was like hey if you need a place to stay so um good dude uh but he produces their podcast you know drew's the host chris is the producer so um he's helped Mm. us a ton kind of get started with um some of the recording uh the the, like you said the equipment the recording uh interface on on the on the computer and stuff like that and how to upload and stuff. So he's going to, he's going to take care of of most of that uh, for the, for the time being. Um, And, and uh, he's going to do a great job for us, but, uh, but yeah, we're, we're, we're super excited. And I'm
1: too. So you guys gonna do it all year long. Are you going to do it uh, like take breaks during the season or
2: no, we will be doing it all year long. I think um, one of the, one of the biggest things for, for us in doing this was we wanted to take advantage of, of our platform while we have it. So I think, yeah. uh, you know, sticking with it, even if it's, like I said, even if it's just short 30 minutes a week, um, of recording, yeah. uh, I think hearing from people want to hear from the players throughout the season. So, uh, yeah. that's, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to, we're going to keep it rolling if it gets too much, uh, maybe, maybe weekly or something like that. So, uh, but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna keep it rolling year long.
1: Super good, super good. So I'm gonna ask you the question that you might not be allowed to answer. You got a score. You got a score. Got a record prediction for the Bills this year. What? What? You can't say undefeated. Plead what? the fifth. <laughs> Plead the fifth.
2: I learned. I've I, not personally. I didn't learn personally, but I have. Uh, I've seen way too many freezing oh. cold takes. <laughs>
1: That dude's a Bills fan too. People
2: don't know that. When he first started out, he, he lives in Miami, though. I think. Yeah, because yeah. he, because he, I've seen my brother talking to him a couple times.
1: Yeah, he's. uh it's it's funny that uh, that's a, that's that's probably pleading the fifth. Fifth is probably the, if, 17 yeah. games though. That's weird. Tell me that's not yeah. weird.
2: It is weird, but um, I mean, and this is total. Uh, this this is probably gonna sound selfish, but um, I'm hoping that because my ultimate goal my my personal goal is to set the consecutive games played for the franchise oh wow so you know looking far down yeah, yeah, yeah that extra game could uh you know after so many years could 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 basically count an extra season so who
1: uh so who what's the number and who holds it i, I
2: think um
1: is it task i can't remember
2: no, no. um I think you're gonna kill me no, uh, Andre I, uh, Andre Reed, I think is it Reed? maybe yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot his last name for a second. that's why I said that uh Andre Reed, I think it's maybe two twenty something yeah two twenty five uh that sounds about right. I haven't looked it up in a while, but um I mean obviously i'm I'm four years in you know going on yeah fifth year playing um but yeah, it's it's that's that's the end goal.
1: That's awesome though. No, that That's that would the be absolutely- I
2: don't know if they'll put me on the ring of honor but uh <laughs> yeah, maybe if I maybe if I set the record for snapper tackles in a year.
1: I don't right I don't know what the I don't even know what the requirements are there's some great NFL like B- Buffalo Bill's great picky yeah. Gilchrist isn't up there obviously Eric molds isn't up there there's a lot of uh, Kyle Williams you know is is, go, is going up there like Eric they can put me on the guy.
2: bathroom sign for all I care <laughs> if I set yeah. the record I want to be up there just <laughs> somewhere. Just somewhere
1: in the comment section they said it is andre reed at 234 so 234 there that's you easy. Go. i was going to say if you knew that it was andre andre is probably the f- most famous longevity wise bills player that, that we've ever had with the name andre yeah. so and I, I think ed-
2: um i think he i looked it up because i looked up I, I mean i I dove into the rabbit hole a little bit uh yeah. as far as like league wide and and but yeah. bills in terms of the bills franchise it's definitely andre 234 i see that yep, on yep. the comments there um but there was a couple seasons where he, I want to say he, I don't know, but but that wouldn't make sense where he wouldn't play, where he didn't play all of them. Maybe, maybe Andre has like total, maybe most total games. I can't remember, but yeah. uh, anyway, that's. that was, I, it went I don't think
1: it'd be total. It, it, you're probably talking about, well, consecutive, well, it's gotta be consecutive. Because I think in there's, there's got to be players that have played more than 234, I would think, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. I, what I love about this conversation right now is that you, you're you you're telling me that you want to stay in Buffalo. That's what you're telling Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, like
2: <laughs> they believed in me to keep me around, uh even though it was the last regime. Yeah. Um well, I guess it was it was once once McDermott came in, but uh they believed in me enough to keep me around, so I'm I want to. I want to do my due diligence and, and work hard for them and stay here for as long as they want to keep me.
1: One last question before I cut you loose. Um, and it's, it's not in any of the notes that I sent you, but you were here for the, the the original regime as far as when you came in and then obviously huge shift between McDermott coming in and then being coming in. Yep. Can you speak to the A B? Like, what is the difference between just the year that you were here in the practice squad versus like is it everything that we're told here read and i mean all of you guys chirping back best version of myself and the culture stuff is it for real like what is the difference between the two regimes
2: i think it's well right off the bat it's definitely for real um in terms of like and that's something the that coach preaches to us mm. uh but also he says it you know we hear him say it in his press conferences and stuff but they definitely they definitely preach to guys like come to buffalo and you're going to be the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think you can see, um, you can see that with a handful of guys—not even a handful, a bunch of dudes—who um, have kind of come in and, um, you know, taken off from a career standpoint. Right. right. Um, but yeah, it's it's for real. And I think the the way that I can sum it up best, and this is going to sound a little corny, um, but I think most people will understand, is like. Rex Ryan allowed video games in the locker room. Mm. Coach McDermott doesn't.
1: Right, that no, makes sense. Like
2: that speak, that kind of that's as like as plain Jane as I can make it. And as much as I love video games and love like playing yep. FIFA, and I'm the best FIFA player in the league, <laughs> and nobody can challenge me on that. Like as much as I love playing, like that's real, because uh, we would have guys at my rookie year mm-hmm. in sixteen come like. Run in off the practice field to hop on 2K or Madden or whatever yeah, in the yeah, locker room yeah. and not get recovery and not watch film and not e- like eat lunch and stuff. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's, it's that in terms, and we're talking about a culture shift. Like that's, that's what we're talking about. Like it's real.
1: I have a conspiracy theory. Um, the Buffalo Bills, Ryan Fitzpatrick, the year that he signed a sixty-five million-dollar contract, they started that season four and zero, and I think they were six and two at one point in time. Like they were, they were lighting the league on fire. And this is just a conspiracy theory. And I've been blown up on Twitter for saying this because people are like, "Joe, you're out of your mind!" Literally, Madden dropped, and that team went like completely the opposite direction. And I was like, it just seems too obvious because, like, the players were on Twitter too, talking about Madden and Madden this, Madden that, and it was just like all of a sudden Madden dropped, and that team went in a completely different direction. I was just like, I, it's got to be more than a coincidence. I could be wrong. That's a conspiracy theory. You obviously weren't here, but just
2: that's a that's a decent conspiracy theory. But <laughs> playing the player side of it, I mean, guys still play Call of Duty and True. and, uh, True. whatever that other cartoon game is, yeah. Uh, that obviously we love call
1: of duty yeah. and Buffalo because a broad josh and stuff and stuff together so there you go there you go <laughs> reed thank you so much for being here tonight uh y- your your new podcast uh after the snap with your brother b lockay uh yep. is gonna drop for the very first time this thursday is there going to be a, is it gonna come every thursday is that what's gonna come out Is it gonna be on? Thursday yeah
2: we're or? gonna record uh on monday uh mondays and then release on thursdays and awesome. um i just set up like the youtube account last night or nice. not we're not doing, uh, you know, like uh, video yet, uh, but I think that will be coming. Just because I think uh, that's where a lot, that's what a lot of people um, like to do nowadays. I mean, I, I there's a, a a baseball podcast, uh, John Boy Media. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a big Yankees fan, but they they do a couple of podcasts, um, and it's and they have the co-hosts and stuff, and they talk yeah. on on camera. They upload it to YouTube, I, but I listen to it on Apple Podcast app, like but when I'm eating breakfast, like I'll flip it on. Like instead of watching TV. Mm-hmm. I'll flip on and, and watch them talk about talk on the podcast. Like just cause it's on video. Cause I like seeing, you know, watching them talk as if it's a TV show. So I that like that, w- when you're talking about where content creation is going, mm-hmm. I think the video aspect of it oh, is, yeah. is, is getting stronger. Um, and, and that, that's what people want to see now. But, um, yeah, but yeah, so we'll we'll do. I don't know about like like you do live recordings. Like I have uh, not tuned into a, a ton of of live recordings for any of the any of the pods that I listen to. But um, yeah, I mean in terms of, of like having live comments and stuff, I think that would be pretty cool. But yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll be doing video coming soon. Um, maybe just recording ourselves doing the podcast and then uploading it later. But yep, yep. Uh, we'll probably do live further down the road once we kind of get more comfortable with uh, how the show's you know gonna roll and 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 uh, stuff like that but uh, but yeah yeah Thursday first episode super excited um, it's called kick that we already got the title it's called kick the door in nice uh, so that's that's a little teaser for anybody that wants to listen
1: you've got to talk about it with your brother and I'm I'll be remiss if I don't Bring it up, but you obviously saw the Washington because you were you were you were you were quote, not quoted but you were included in it, uh, mentioned it in in the tweets today, the, the, the Washington State snap off thing what like yes. real,
2: real quick thought, I yes, thought we will good. definitely be covering that i, I put awesome. it in the notes last night like the show awesome. notes right when i saw it last night i was well, like then, well then save it then sounds like that's 10 15 minutes right there yeah so right save, it, the
1: save it for your show and that'll that'll okay. be a good teaser for everybody that's listening yeah. to this
2: Brilliant idea by the way for yeah. for those guys
1: yeah it was awesome it Brilliant. was awesome thank you so much for being a part of the show uh i'd love to have you on again um i'll, I'll keep you posted and dude sure i thing. i'm your guy so like when it comes to like retweeting your stuff for after the snap and all that, like I'll be I'll be out there. Uh, Appreciate uh, that. Yeah, pushing it out for you. But uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, you've been paying uh, listening to the Overreaction Sports Podcast uh, on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. My name is Joe Miller, and I've been with my guest uh, Reed Ferguson, long stamper for the Buffalo Bills. Reed, do me a favor before I cut you loose. Just give me a go, Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Reed. Well, that was absolutely awesome and incredible and special. Super duper. Thanks to Reed Ferguson for being a part of the show Uh, real quick, everybody, just so you know, we got some crazy things for those of you that have been paying attention for those of you that are uh, logged into or I should say following me on Twitter. I've been putting out a lot of cryptic texts or I should say tweets. Uh, Those are going to continue (laughs) for the next uh, week or so. Big announcement coming from me uh, and the Overreaction Sports Podcast next week. You're going to want to make sure that uh, if you're not watching live on YouTube that you're paying attention uh, on the, uh, the the podcast side next week. Do not miss next week's show. Big announcement coming from me. Uh, but I appreciate you guys. As always, you have been listening to the Overreaction Sports Podcast brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the Overreaction Podcast. As always, I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you next time. Go Bills.